Welcome to You Wear It Well. Hi, I'm your host, Jeff Heiserman, physical therapist and founder and CEO of Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services. We're at the intersection of fashion and technology, otherwise known as wearables. We look at the people, products, and research that make up this exciting world of wearables. Are you a fashion designer, electrical engineer, or someone with the dream of designing a wearable? Apply for membership to my LinkedIn group page, Biotech Fashion, and join in the discussion. Are you a startup? Wearable company? Don't know where quite to go from here? Well, you have the questions, and Spectrum Ergonomics has the answers. Go to our company website at www.spectrumergonomics.com and click on the link wearables. There you'll find a wide variety of services and other contractors that we work with to help make your product become a reality. We're here to help you through the process of iteration to packaging and beyond. I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of You Wear It Well. And on today's episode, I have not one, not two, not three very special guests, but tonight I have four very special guests to talk about a pretty incredible product. And there's no point in me doing any introductions because they're all right here with me. And I pulled another chair into the living room so we can sit down and just go ahead and talk about this fantastic product. So I'm going to have Dylan go ahead and introduce himself first. Dylan, the show is yours. Hi, I'm Dylan Law. I'm 15 years old. I am a co-inventor of the Move Debrace and also the Inspiration. And I'm just so glad that I was invited to do this. This is very cool for me and everyone here. So. Hi, I'm Amy Moss. I'm an occupational therapist. I have known Dylan since he was five and worked with him and eventually just became part of his family. And I am a co-inventor of the Move Deep Race as well. Okay, and Ben, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? My name is Benjamin Dadake, and I am an industrial designer. I'm the technical lead for Move D, and uh, I specialize in industrial and UX design. Dr. Terraman? Hi, I'm Sharif Taraman. I'm a pediatric neurologist and I'm part of the innovation team at Children's Health of Orange County. And we put on a competition called Innovation Beach, where we were asking patients taking care of at Children's Health of Orange County for ideas for us as innovators in the hospital to take on. And that's how I met Dylan. Wow, it must have been five years ago, 
I think you were about 10 when we met. I think it was like eight years ago. <laughs> I'm getting as long as I remember. So Dylan submitted videos to our innovation team talking about his ataxic cerebral palsy. And maybe Dylan, you can kind of share with the listeners some of the challenges that you brought to us as a team. Yeah, so everyday stuff, just like walking, talking, eating, just stuff like that. Also playing games, being a normal kid, like using the restroom, um, and pretty much everything has been difficult because my hands have a dystonic tremors, very severe dystonic tremors. Yeah. And I think initially you told us, make us an Iron Man suit, make me an Iron Man suit. And I said, <laughs> I, I don't know if we can do that, but maybe, maybe we can do something better or different. And then that's when you brought in Amy to start helping us, right? Yep. She's been my, what do you call it? Movie? My crime mate. We do everything. Partner in crime. We do everything together and we yes, we overly love each other decently enough to keep going. But I mean, other than that, like yeah. Yeah, our bond has built throughout the years and like I said, I'm basically part of his family now. And the journey's been frustrating, I think, for both of us, because Dylan would come to me and say, I can't do this. And we'd try different pieces of adaptive equipment. Some would work, a lot wouldn't. It was costly. And then it's trial and error with tremors. It really depends on the severity of the tremor, where the tremor originates, what type of tremor, if the adaptive equipment works. And it's very task specific. So you would use a button hook for dressing, but then you need another piece of equipment for feeding, like weighted utensils. And so it just became kind of challenging. And then Dylan and Dr. Chairman and his crew came to Beach Kids and wanted to know what we've tried in the past because we were on a time crunch. And so we kind of went through different options and we tried to develop a product that would encompass both fine motor and gross motor tasks, like an all-in-one purpose product for activities of daily living. And we came up with the Move D Brace. And I think, like, like she said, we've tried pretty much every product on the market out there, and nothing has worked as well as the Move D Brace has. Like, you will not find a product better for dystonic and even tremors in general. You won't find a product out there that is just multi-purpose. And I really do believe in this brace. I do think it will bring a lot of people change and Hopefully a very significant impact in their lives. We've had very positive feedback over the years from other people who've tried the brace. But other than that, in the end of the day, we're just people who 
love what we do. One of the challenges that Dylan and Amy brought to us was that the races that exist on the market or the equipment that exists on the market really isn't designed for pediatric patients. And so really kind of getting into what we call human design principles and working with Dylan directly was really important for the project to be successful. And so we actually recruited from the UCI, University of California Irvine Biomedical Engineering, it's called BioEngine Program, a group of students. And we basically spent nights, weekends, my house, Dylan's house, really just hanging out and creating and prototyping lots of different things. I think the students had lots of ideas. I think they wanted to shock Dylan at one point and we said, no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> I remember, I think. But that was not fun. That was not, yeah. I think there was an early device that they were like hacking some like ice packs together to like make gel packs, all kinds of um, kind of like just go out there and let's throw some ideas on the wall and see what happened. And so ultimately they finished that as that capstone senior project. Dylan got to present at the senior design program. We got good pictures of him and all the students and he's showing off the brace and the poster that they made. And then we're very fortunate. We have Benjamin who works at the innovation lab where we can take prototypes and then figure out how do we continue to enhance them? And then how do we think about getting them to market? Well, Ben, share with the audience a little bit your first experiences with the group and taking a look at a prototype. And then what were some of the things you looked at it and said, okay, this is great, but in order for us to get over this hurdle of making it functional, um, also explain a little bit too how you worked with the design to make it grow with the patient. I think that's fantastic. So talk a little bit first about getting together with the group, looking at the prototype, and then from a UX designer perspective to get it to where it's at right now. And then I want to know from everybody in the group here, also too, how you came up with the name for the brace, Move D, because I think it's pretty cool. So I want you to be able to share that too. And, and the group can kind of share their experiences on how they came up with the name. But Ben, I'll, I'll turn it back over to you. So how I came to sort of get to know Move D, typically we get ideas or say prototypes, problem statements into the innovation lab. And uh, it, it typically comes in the form of that. And it, we get it and we get it in a way of uh, sort of nurturing it. For Move D, we came in, it was a prototype. And actually, this was a project that I sort of inherited and with that, it came Amy and Dylan and Dr. Terryman. And uh, some of the first memories that I have was talking with Amy. And initially, it was just talking about sort of the surface level things. And I'm going to talk a little bit about how I came to know and understand Moody and how I ultimately implemented sort of the user experience and the human-centered design that really gives it the, or what makes Moody Moody. And uh, initially, it just started off with, Amy being the middleman between me and Dylan, where it was things like, oh, this strap needs to be shorter, or this padding needs to be softer, or, uh, you know, this knob isn't gripping well, it, it hurts Dylan, and uh, we need to design a way to sort of make it a little bit better. And so initially, it was uh, from that standpoint. And, you know, I'd make and I'd create these iterations, and I'd sort of give it back to them. But I felt that there was this disconnect happening. And if we were to talk sort of the secret sauce as to why Move D developed into the platform and the product that is today. I think it is the fact that I was able to sort of not necessarily cut Amy out. She's been a big part of this, but meet with Amy and Dylan and talk with them and 
actually get that one-on-one with them and, and sort of create the device. And so having the impact of human-centered design with them directly has been uh, very impactful. And I don't know if you guys wanted to sort of talk about how we got to the name Move D, because that in itself is a, a bit of a story. But yeah, with that being said, from there and using my background, I sort of understood that a lot of the, the products out there, at least within this space, and you guys can definitely fill me in, but a lot of the things that I've seen are typically post-op braces and post-op braces for adults. And a lot of them limit movement, limit range of motion, which in this use case, we're not trying to limit the range of motion. We're trying to help with activities of daily living. And so that was one of the things that we sort of went into. Along with that, this was predominantly a pediatric device. This is something where we started off with peds and again, to your point, having the ability for it to grow. And with that, I was able to sort of go in, dive in and really work with Dylan. You know, not only were we able to sort of work out the actual feasible parts of it, you know, making a knob that is better to grip, you know, designing a knob, doing that, but going from the standpoint of, yes, this is something that a pediatric needs to use and it can't be superimposed from an adult device, shrinking it. We had to start from square one from that standpoint. And so getting a prototype working with Dr. Terryman and his group at UCI, they were able to create the foundation of what MoveD is today, right? A dampening device. But from there, we were able to evolve and nurture it with Dylan and with Amy to create a device that focuses more on the user experience, focuses more on the fact that pediatric will be using this and going through the day-to-day, going through the deep understanding of the user, what they need, what they value, their abilities, and uh, working from that standpoint. And so from there, we were able to design Move D, not only as a brace that will actually, you know, achieve activities of daily living, whatever they're doing, whether they're drawing or they're throwing the ball, but make it an experience that they can then use and grow with. Have you addressed a little bit about how you came with the course with the help of Amy and Dr. Terriman, how you came up with the real neat idea and incorporating into the brace of putting that pressure point over the ulnar nerve. I think that's something I'd really like for the listeners to get a better understanding of that and how you made it fit in anatomically with the brace. And then Dr. Terriman and Amy can also put in some words on why dampen the ulnar nerve? What's the big deal? Why bother a nerve? You know, people are probably asking that, like, why would you want to do that to a nerve? Yes, most definitely. So when we actually received the device here at Innovation Lab, that was already, I should say, part of it. Um, it was part of, uh, I believe, part of the patent. So it was the dampening device as well as the pressure feature, the, the ulnar nerve pressure feature. And Amy and Dr. Jeremy can definitely fill in on that standpoint. But working with Dylan, understanding that, yes, the user grows. And so that point will shift and change. That was one of the things that we definitely did have to tackle. And yeah, that's my two cents on that. I was going to say, so one of the things that Dylan helped us kind of figure out was what are the things that are really, really important for him as a patient? What are the things that he needs? And, you know, going again back to these human design principles, I think he kind of indicated it needs to be lightweight, right? A lot of the braces are super heavy. And if they're heavy, it actually makes me fatigued and I can't wear it for long periods of time to do the things I want to do. It's got to be adjustable because I'm going to grow and I can't afford to buy a brace every year as I'm growing, especially during the teenage years. It's got to be adjustable. A lot of the braces, you know, either are a very fixed thing or they lock you out at a specific degree. So having that range of motion and the dampening hinge was really important. 
And then the ulnar point, actually, it was kind of something we stumbled upon. So I think, as you remember, we were playing around with a lot of different ways to try and stabilize the tremors, reduce the tremors. And it kind of is almost like based on acupressure points. And so we kind of stumbled on, oh, when we have this dampening hinge plus that point, it, it inhibits that specific nerve and it dampens the tremors. We also found that the combination of the pressure feature with the dampening hinge helped really target essential tremors in reduction. And what was interesting is initially, Dylan, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, you were like, I'm going to say nine years old, and I'm trying to think of cost-effective ways to figure out how to reduce his tremors. Do you remember when I put a gate belt around your shoulders at one point for to increase the stability at the shoulder? And he's like, well, it's uncomfortable. And it didn't reduce them that much. And then I don't know how we came up, but after like a lot of uh, trial and error, we found out that stabilizing the elbow helped reduce the tremors. So we went from there. We even like thought about stabilizing the brace on the desktop. Remember that? You remember that? Like that that was like nine years ago too. Oh yeah. I remember when you had the thing and then that I would put my arm in it mm-hmm. and I could. Yeah. yeah. We tr- I mean, it's we def- tried everything. That's like, the thing I with in- innovation is it's a lot of going to the drawing board with an idea, trying it out and failing, and then going back and trying a different version of that idea and finding what works best. It's not a sprint. It is a marathon and you have to be patient. And Dylan had to be patient because he's ultimately the guinea pig because it's completely client-centered design, which is unique in most products with that you don't have an innovator that's actually experiencing the deficit that we're targeting. Yeah, I think- Was it all the guinea pig? Yes, it was. Do I, you I remember the first two years when I was the only guinea pig you there? Were, yeah. You were the original about- guinea pig. The original guinea pig. But we actually, we did a clinical trial with about 10 kids who actually tried the brace and did before and after movement. So we have a clinical trial that supports that the brace is effective in reducing tremor and increasing activities of daily living. Sorry, Dan, go ahead. Now you can be the guinea pig. Okay. Okay. That's not fair. You were one of many, but what was nice about Dylan is he literally lives up the street from the clinic. So if he wasn't coming to the clinic for occupational therapy, I could always go to his house after hours, which we did a lot of times and um, would try on the brace and try it in ADLs, like drinking from a glass of water or doing things that he loves, like Lego design and seeing what worked, what didn't work. And it was great because his parents were a big part of the process and they were fresh eyes. So I'd be focused on one specific thing. And then the, his dad told me, do you realize, Dylan, that you're not sweating? You are not exerting as much energy when you have the brace on because the brace is stabilizing the arm where he was using other supports like the side of his trunk to stabilize the arm to do a fine motor distal task. There's a million different brands of braces out there, right? 
but they're all pretty similar in the way of you choose a position, then you lock it in, and you can't move your arm. And I remember just sitting there feeling frustrated and calling Amy and saying, it's not working. I tried everything. And I remember just sitting there one night almost in tears and calling Amy and I can't do it anymore. I just felt so discouraged and I almost felt like this was never going to get any better. And we can sit here and say, my life's so easy and stuff, but it's very difficult learning how to adapt, how to change your ways every time you grow, how to oh, this isn't working, now I do this, or that isn't working, so now I try this. It's very mentally stimulating. And exhausting. And exhausting. And I think with Move D, when me, Amy, Dr. Terraman, and then all the UCI kids are there, And I remember just sitting there and going, I can do this. It gave you a little bit of hope, It gave me a little bit of hope for the future. And I know it kind of sounds like, oh, wow, really? But it's true. And I think a lot of things have Helped with Move D. I think it's a very unique product. You will not see another product out there that works so efficiently with kids from 1 to 99. Like, <laughs> there's so many things out there that I think are basically just copying each other like you get pinched i get pinched like it's crazy it's kind of like a gamble which one you go with but with this it's so different and i think so many kids around the world will look at this phrase and go I can finally do it. I can finally button my shirt. I can finally drop a ball. I can finally play baseball. I can finally get groceries from the grocery store. Like, there's so many things that I think there are very challenging things that. A lot of us with tremors have to deal with because we cannot control. So we have to always be learning and it's exhausting. So 
I just want y'all to know that if you guys have sons or daughters, or even if you guys have tremors out there listening to this podcast, I think you really should try this product. I really think it's a life changer that so many people, we've already seen it work on over 90% of people who try the brace have said it worked. And it's changed my life in so many ways. Even getting a glass of water, drinking water, to playing catch with my dad, to even things that people don't realize it's very difficult for people is crazy behind like that is difficult for people with tremors i don't think people really understand how difficult everything in life is when you have a disability nor mental or physical either one it makes life very difficult and I just, if anything, this is like, just make sure if you don't be negative about things. Because you never realize what's going on in other people's lives. And you never realize how, if someone might have lost a parent, a relative, a brother, a sister... Those are difficult times, and if you see someone that has a disability, just say, hey, you're doing well. I know that even with little things like that, it really does make a difference in people's lives, and I just... Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services provides a broad array of design and engineering professionals for your wearable project. We feature the following design specialties. Pattern making, digital textile, athletic wear, sensor, fashion, exoskeleton, robotics, and mechatronics. We also offer beta testing of your wearable in our private clinic. You choose the demographics and sample size, send us the sample, and we take care of the rest. For more information, go to www.spectrumergonomics.com for more information. Hey, if you're a startup, wearable company and you'd like to be able to get your information on this podcast please contact me at my company website www.spectrumergonomics.com I'd love to be able to feature a little bit about what you're doing to let the world know about your wearable well Thanks for joining me.
at the intersection of fashion and technology. And may you wear it well. <laughs>